sound better. I, I mean, clearly, now that I can hear myself, mm -hmm. not through like 30-year-old crappy speakers, I, I feel like I can right, right. actually hear myself, hear what I sound like, so I'm able to adjust what I sound like. So. Yeah, Howard Stern actually devotes a good deal of his delivery, what's not, not the word devotes, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, credits? Credits, even better. Credits a lot of his delivery to the processing in his microphone. He really? wanted it to be, yeah, it, it's wow. to the point where he would he didn't have to, you know, shout like most of us do. Yeah, yeah. And so that's sort of developed that very conversational delivery. And there you go. And I don't use headphones. So and and when I feel like when I'm not using headphones, I'm in a different mode. Yeah. You know? That's why I sound I think a little bit different yeah. on the podcast. And even <laughs> especially when it's a Sunday morning. Yeah. I'll sound a little bit different then too. And I have a little bit of a cold. So it's all contributing. Yeah, we we just sound tired and sick and sleepy. <laughs> this is the longest. This is the first uh I mean, this is the longest we've gone without a Sunday. I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because we've been doing them um, like Friday nights or Middle just like of the week, mid mostly. Yeah. yeah, it's been really weird. So if you've enjoyed the past <laughs> couple, it's because we've been doing them in the middle of the week. I don't and, know. And, and, if got... you're, and if you're listening to this one, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're back in NPR mode now. But welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. <laughs> it's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And we will end up talking about the Junior Mint today, <laughs> eventually. But first, we had a little bit of homework to go over. What yes. do you have in uh, front of you? I wanted to look up and see if bereavement fairs or uh, death yes. in the family fairs were still a thing. I hope you found the same page that I did, because it was very helpful. Oh, uh, was it Cheap Flights? dot com slash news slash bereavement hyphen fairs maybe <laughs> Let, let's hear what you found and then i'll, I'll, I'll um, uh, add to it they, if I need they to. are still a thing kind of but mm -hmm. it's uh not really the best option to book a flight in an emergency yeah uh because it, it looks like they're only offered by air canada delta lufthansa lufthansa and westjet oh. and I, I mean the only is westjet domestic I don't. I've never even heard of that one. I, so sounds, I'm so I'm guessing the yeah. only domestic airline is Delta, yeah. and it says applicable to immediate family member. Uh, bereavement fares apply in cases of death or for international travel, imminent death. Bereavement fares offer added flexibility in case of changes in your itinerary. Fares can only be booked by calling a specific number. Please note, fares under Delta's bereavement policy are subject to availability. So it, it doesn't oh. even say anything about a specific discount. No, no. And it doesn't even say what you need in order to get it. Exactly. I, I mean, you would have to call this number, yeah. I guess, and ask them, and like, I'm, I'm, hey, do I need like the actual death certificate? Yeah, yeah. Or can I pose next? to a photo can i pose for a photo next to the cast yeah yeah like cursed george.jpg <laughs> um and from what i read about bereavement fairs even the ones that exist these days they're like they're not that good of a deal yeah you know they're like you can get a much better deal with these other tricks and tips for, from travelers and stuff like that yeah than, there's so many different like apps and yeah. and services now that you can find like discount flights or even like you can go to uh you can go to an airport and just go up to like the counter of the airline yeah. and ask hey are there any unsold tickets because if there's unsold tickets and it's getting closer and closer and closer to the time of yeah. the flight they would rather sell a ticket than not sell a ticket. Right, right. And I, I guess the with bereavement, it's like, oh, I need to be there tomorrow. And everybody knows you should buy an airline yeah. ticket a month in advance or whatever. So they got you over a barrel there, and I guess mm -hmm. it's to circumvent that. But there are even tricks if you need last-minute travel oh, to yeah. get around it that way. But I did find this about Air Canada's, because you mentioned they're one of the ones that still offer bereavement fares, uh -huh. that, uh, let's see, within seven days of a funeral or for stays of up to 30 days... 
Oh, they offer bereavement fares within seven days of a funeral or for stays of up to 30 days with a copy of death certificate, a letter from huh. a funeral director, or a certificate from an attending physician. Oh, yeah. okay. So you could even just get a letter from the funeral director. Right. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and for international itineraries only, the airline will refund the difference between the regular and the bereavement fare if one of these is presented after travel. So that's if you need to travel internationally for a funeral, which yeah. is pretty crazy. But again, if you're trying to get an international ticket the day of the flight or whatever, <laughs> you're going to be paying. You're going to have a bad yeah, time. you're going to have a bad time. Um, yeah. Was and, that, is that South Park? Is yeah. That the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the, if you pizza when you French fry or whatever. Uh, you're you're, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And most of them, their, their bereavement thing is they have more flexible options for changing and canceling tickets than, you know, so if it's like, oh, I have a death in the family. Okay, yeah. well, that's a $500 cancellation fee, but we'll waive it because of a bereavement thing. That's what mm-hmm. they do these days, I guess. Canceling travel is easier, not booking travel. True, so, true. Yeah. And actually, yeah, the same thing on cheap flights has uh, tips to find cheaper flights instead of, like, the bereavement fare yeah. if you need one. And one is just take a red eye or connecting flights. <laughs> yeah. Like. I mean, sure, they're they're definitely cheaper. Like, Grace and I are taking a red eye on our way back from the honeymoon. Yeah. We're taking a red eye with two connecting flights, and both of our tickets combined for that trip back are like 300 bucks. Dang. <laughs> nice. Good deal. Yeah, but, uh, man, it's literally going to be almost a day of traveling. Yeah, yeah. Because we're leaving uh, Palm Springs at like 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, and we're getting into Erie at like 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Jeez. Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and you probably, do you have a really long layover somewhere, <laughs> like 10 hours somewhere? Uh, we, like we, 10 hours in well, Philly? Well, we, That's what my sister did when she traveled from the West we, Coast. We're flying from Palm Springs to Phoenix, ah. and then have a layover in Phoenix. We're catching a red eye out of Phoenix, ah. and then we are going from Phoenix to Charlotte. Oh my gosh. We have a layover in Jeez. Charlotte, and then Charlotte to Erie, oh, Pennsylvania. That's <laughs> but you know what? At least it'll it, we don't have to rush from one plane to the yeah, other. Yeah. I, I'm 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 kind of thankful for that. I hate we, that. we can at yeah. least just kill time right. in the airport. Yeah, yeah, that's easy to do. We, we can play Tom Hanks in the terminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, collect all the um, little carts for <laughs> yeah. the refund. Yeah, yeah, and try and make money. <laughs> Uh, did you do any other homework? I have a couple of other things uh, here. No, I didn't have anything else. All right. Uh, I wanted to do, I wanted more information about Terry Hatcher and, and whether or not she was, uh, whether this was a cameo or the, whether this was a pre-fame, whether this was a retroactive cameo. Mm-hmm. And Terry Hatcher was definitely working before this episode of Seinfeld. She had recurring roles on The Love Boat. Uh, she was on a show called Capital for six episodes. She was on a show called Karen's Song for 13 episodes. She was on six <laughs> episodes of MacGyver. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now we're talking. She was on a show called Saturday Dinner. Again, none of these shows anyone I think, remembers. I think MacGyver is definitely the yeah. biggest thing. Um, she was in a Michael Bolton video for Ooh. the song Missing You Now. But her breakthrough was pretty much Seinfeld. Really? After wow, Seinfeld, okay. everything started happening for Terry Hatcher, including... That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Lois and Clark. Yeah, Hatcher made a much-discussed guest appearance on the episode of Seinfeld we talked about last week. The implants, uh, <laughs> in which her character said it breaks up with Jerry. Hatcher landed a starring role in the ABC series Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. As the Daily Planet reporter, Lois Lane, opposite Dean Cain from 93 to 97. So right after this episode, that fall, because this is obviously the end of the season four, that fall she was on Lois and Clark. So at the height of the show's popularity in 1995. Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark. Okay. A picture of Hatcher wrapped in a Superman cape. Didn't I mention that last time? 
was reportedly the most downloaded image oh on the internet God. for several yeah, months. Did. Yeah, and you I did contributed. That. I definitely contributed to those numbers. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and I went looking for it, and either you know, you know how your memory when you go back and watch stuff, you're like, yeah. oh, I remember this kid's movie, and it's nothing like. You're like, wow, looks different. Was it nothing None like lines. you remembered? If the one I found was the, I couldn't find the one that looked like the one that. I, I remember. And, should I try and look it up? Yeah, go for it. Terry Hatcher, Superman cape photo, 95, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Oh, man. I, I'm going to find something that like someone uh, ended up recreating or something. Terry Hatcher, Superman. You mean like cosplay? It'd be funny to cosplay yeah. as that picture. <laughs> oh, man. Someone goes to Comic-Con. Oh, just... We're going to Comic-Con this year. Oh, okay. This isn't oh, wait, even like, very revealing. I mean, I I guess. Let me see if it's... That, that was the most downloaded no, photo. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Remember the one I described was like that. Probably that describes it better. Oh, than the was one it I'm, this one? That, yeah, that's closer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I remember her arms being different. But yeah, I remember it being on a bed. I remember the the cape looking silkier. I remember her in a different. It's position. just a red sheet. It's just a red sheet with yeah. a red pillowcase that happens to have the Superman. Bro, logo. I, that's how I described it, and you were like, "Oh, it's supposed to look like the cape." Yeah, it's supposed to look like the cape. I mean, that's what it's supposed oh, okay. to evoke. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, it, it's not the real Superman's cape. They would never desecrate it like that. <laughs> Wait, it's not. It's not the real <laughs> Superman's cape. Okay. Um, but again, yeah. So it, it it was totally different in my head. I remember it being a darker picture, like a darker background. I remember the sheets looking silkier. Yeah. Um, you know. Just, oh, you know what? I think you might be thinking of what? Uh, there is uh, the actress who played Lois Lane in Smallville. There's this photo where she did like the homage that's the photo same shoot. Th- yeah, but I don't. But but the sheet is silkier. It is silkier, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Okay, I don't know who Erica Dur Duran Durance Durance. I don't know. I don't think she's working mm. anymore. <laughs> if she no. if she is, it's behind the scenes she's, somewhere. She's touring as part of my favorite '80s band, Durance Durance. I hate you so much. <laughs> It's spelled like that. Just with, I love to dance to Durant's Durant's. <laughs> um, okay, so that's all I have on Terry Hatcher. How much do you want to know about Salman Rushdie? Because I printed out his oh, entire Lord. Wikipedia article, basically. Uh, give me the cliff notes. Okay, on, for, on, on Valentine's Day 1989, a fatwa ordering Salman Rushdie's execution was proclaimed on Radio Tehran by Ayatollah Khomeini, the spiritual leader of Iran at the time calling the book Blasphemous Against Islam. That book, of course, is the Satanic Verses, as we mentioned last week. Uh-huh. Chapter 4 of the book depicts the character of an imam, an exile, who returns to incite revolt from the people of his country with no regard for their safety. And I guess the Ayatollah was like, is he talking about me? <laughs> uh, and a bounty was offered for Rushdie's death, and he was forced to live under police protection for several years. Uh, in March of 89, the UK and Iran broke diplomatic relations over the controversy. Uh, the publication of the book and the fatwa sparked violence around the world. Bookstores got firebombed. Muslim communities in several nations in the West held public rallies, burning copies of the book. Um, people d- that were associated with translating or publishing the book were attacked and even killed in some cases. Many people died in riots in the countries. Get this, though. In 1993, August of 93... During a concert by U2, um, <laughs> so Bono called Salman Rushdie from the stage every night during their Zoo TV tour okay. in 92 and 93. And when they played Wembley Stadium, 
Salman Rushdie showed up in person and the stadium erupted. Oh, my God. And no God. one knew, really, except uh, except Bono, because uh, Adam Clayton was telling the story, and he said, Larry and I looked at each other, and we were like, what? Uh, so Salman was a regular visitor after that. He had a backstage pass and used it as often as possible. For a man who was supposed to be in hiding, it was remarkably easy to see him around the place. So <laughs> I guess if you wanted to kill Salman Rushdie, all you had to do was follow you too, like like people follow fish. You know? I <laughs> like, guess so, You might yeah. run into Salman Rushdie. Um, in 98... <laughs> As a precondition to the restoration of diplomatic relations with the UK, the Iranian government, uh, then headed by Mohammad Khatami, gave a public commitment that it would ne- neither support nor hinder the assassination <laughs> operations on Rushdie. So it's like, look, we're not going to help, but if it happens, we're fine with that too. Yeah, yeah. That's the best we can give you. <laughs> Hardliners in Iran have continued to affirm the death sentence, and Rushdie says that he still receives a sort of Valentine's card from Iran every year. On 14th of February, when the mm-hmm. Fatwa was first issued, letting him know the country has not forgotten the vow to kill him. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, pretty hilarious. But again, he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think it's basically boiled under at this point. You know, yeah. if that's a saying, which I don't think it is. But yeah, it's... Boiled it's under. Boiled under. Yeah, not boiled over. <laughs> We're going to make it a thing. They turned the heat off the old Fatwa. So, I, yeah. Uh, but they still tell him, happy Valentine's Day. Still going to kill you. All right, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know. You know, all you right. Know. Okay, yeah. all right. So, Still gonna murder you one All day. Right, have a yeah, good you one. know. All right, yeah. Uh, I, I, Death upon you and your family. <laughs> All right, you know, we'll forget it. We don't need to. We're, we're gonna kill everyone you love. These it's are okay. formalities. Formalities. Uh, I was just looking on Amazon. I don't know why. You can get the Satanic verses for thirteen dollars. That's uh, yeah, a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear it's a good book. I <laughs> have been looking for something to read. Have you in our uh, our airplane trips on our honeymoon? Yeah. because we're gonna be like you know stranded in the airport, yeah. Tom Hanks style, like I just mentioned like ten minutes ago. Uh, so and I, you I might think, pick this up. You think a book that's been at the center of the Muslim universe is a good thing to bring on an airplane? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that has been the the uh, one of the b- largest controversies in the Muslim world about killing the man that wrote it i mean that's that's what you want to bring that's going to make people comfortable on a plane Uh, yeah i think you've got a good point i'll find something else and on top of that even if you don't know anything about it it's called the satanic verses yeah Uh, I think you got a good point. Have you heard of uh, Eat, Pray, Love, Ted? Let me just throw another one. Let me just throw another one out there. <laughs> Why not Eat, Pray, Love? <laughs> There's no fatwa on Julia Roberts' head that I that I that I that can we think know of, of that we know of. Uh, and I know she didn't write the book. Elizabeth something did, but no one knows that. No one knows that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I let's let's start a book club though. You and me, Ted. We'll read it in private, okay? <laughs> Not on mass transportation. <laughs> uh, and and by the way, you'll be traveling in September. Oh yeah. I just want to throw that in too. In the teens of yeah. September. Not on that day, but still, but still, uh, September fourteenth. Uh, we'll be we will be leaving September twenty. Oh, the twenties. Oh, yeah, we're, we're taking a week. Oh, that's only eleven yeah. plus eleven. It, it, yeah. It, oh, that yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah. Nothing. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> We've also already mentioned too that Ted is like the poster boy for the Aryan Nation. So that would be another weird <laughs> juxtaposition, like. What's this guy getting at? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> What's this no, guy no, getting no. at? <laughs> now let's move on. <laughs> all right, I'm ready to start the show. Are you ready? That's I all guess, I got. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. 
Oh, all right. Well, uh, as you can probably guess, we're oh. not a research-heavy show. <laughs> we always do our homework the week after. Uh, but if we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email, send us a tweet, nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com or at nohugging. Both of those links are in the description. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. We are a five-star rated podcast, Woo! and we'd like to keep that going. If you do that, reach out to us, and we will send you a No Hugging, No Learning sticker once we get those made. With that being said, Season 4, Episode 19, The Junior Mint, original air date, March 18th, 1993, three weeks after The Implant, and Mm. I was two months, 26 days old. If you're looking at TV Guide that night, you're going to see Visitors Kramer and Jerry thinks they killed a surgery patient. I think it's actually think. I I think I just (laughs) mistyped that. Think they killed a surgery patient. Guest Susan Walters. All right. Uh, we start with a stand-up bit as usual, and this is that some of that trademark Jerry Seinfeld wordplay where he's like, you can't just do adultery, you have to commit adultery, but you can't <laughs> commit adultery until you've made a commitment, so you've got to commit before you commit. Oh, God. Uh, maybe this was groundbreaking in 1993, I, but maybe. it and, didn't work on me. And he's also like, did you notice there's people cheating on the people they're cheating with? Yeah. He's like, and that's like robbing somebody and then turning to the robber next to you and going, give me all your money, too. I don't know. The whole metaphor (laughs) fell apart for me. It it fell apart pretty quickly. Did you notice the different background in the comedy club? It's no longer like the wood grain. Oh. Uh, It's something a little less distracting. I don't think it did. Uh, Something like sparkly and gray that kind of looks like a... Like a mix between a disco ball and like silver wrapping paper. Huh. I did not notice that. It's That's weird. What's behind him? What's behind oh, him? Wow. Yeah. Huh. No, I didn't notice that. Um, so we open in Jerry's apartment, and he's telling George that he met a woman in the produce section uh, because it's very sensual in there. Everyone's squeezing and smelling and touching. L- a lot of melons. Yeah, a lot of melons. All the shapes. Uh, but he doesn't know her name. And that's uh, the problem. He was so, and this happens to everybody. You don't start dating the person whose name you you forget, but I'm awful with names. Mm -hmm. I forget people's names, important names, the second I meet them. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I and then you just kind of have to hope that they introduce themselves to someone else yes. while you are around, or that we never see each other again. Exactly. <laughs> but I know well, that, one of the two. Yeah, the, <laughs> one of the two. Um, but uh, but I know. But but it's I've met so many people that I know I'm going to see again, and I still don't know their name <laughs> to this day. Uh, but you know, so he doesn't know her name. George, meanwhile, has nineteen hundred dollars. All of a sudden, he got a call from the controller's office of New York, and they tracked him down because in elementary school he put like fifty cents a week into this bank account. I think he said 50 cents a day. Oh, 50 cents a day? Where yeah. does a kid get 50 cents a day? I don't know. Milk money? Wow. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but no, it had to be 50 cents. I think it was a week, I, right? I don't know. I think every week you put in 50 cents to learn about saving because no one saves every day. That's too too hard of a lesson. I don't know. I don't know where they went. 50 cents a week is uh, still, or 50 cents a day is still only $182 like for an entire year. So I feel like if he does that, like just Monday to Friday for a couple of years, yeah. like from sixth grade to twelfth grade, and then add like thirty years interest. Well, no, probably more like twenty five, twenty six years interest. Yeah, he he probably has like a little over a thousand dollars in principal, yeah. and then interest maybe doubled it because it's not like interest so is going to like I quadruple the, it. I only got the impression that he did it. Did he do it from all up through all elementary school through sixth grade? 
I got uh, the impression it was like one year of, oh, no, of I, school. I got the impression that he started in sixth grade and then yeah. went until like he graduated. Oh. Or like just maybe just middle yeah. school. Because, I mean, no 18-year-old who's in their senior year of high school is going to be, yeah, I'm going to deposit 50, 50 cents. 50 cents. And they had little books and little deposit slips and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're like, right. Like, no, you have an actual job He does say that, that yeah, he does say that he hadn't thought about it since sixth grade. So I got the impression that he did it for like a year. You know, it was like a savings, like in Home Ec or something like that. Oh, like man. Went to school, uh, Maybe. yeah. But regardless, it's it's ballooned to nineteen hundred dollars, and so he's figuring out. He wants to figure out what to do with this found money. You know, it's like <laughs> he didn't actually. He did save it, and Jerry's yeah. like, "Why don't you?" Put it in a bank. And he's like, Jerry, this is found money. It's, yeah. like, it's like when you find $20 in your jacket pocket <laughs> like, or on the street. It's coming from the bank. Why would yeah. you put it in yeah, the bank? Yeah. Um, and I get his point on one hand. It's like, this wasn't money I had before. I'm not going to miss it if it's gone. Exactly. But George is a guy who does need money right now. We still don't know if he's working. For all we know, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, he... He says he he wants to he wants to parlay it. He wants yeah. to get a big score. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, "What if I go down to the track and bet it on one horse?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this point, Kramer enters uh, and to raucous applause, of course. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, somebody was definitely late to turn the applause light on because I don't was, think there was, was an applause light. Really? Yeah. Okay. That, that's what made people so upset. Like after season four, these reactions are going to be sort of tempered because really it was getting too. They were they were like, "We want to move on with the scene," and they. People clap every time Kramer comes in. So I think Larry David especially was getting upset with it. So there's no applause sign. They just okay. people. It was Kramer fever. Well, it was definitely late then because he yeah. comes in and there's like a full like beat and a half where it's just uh, yeah. I guess everyone at this point was wondering, are we still clapping for Kramer? All right, we are. Hey, yeah. Everyone in the audience is looking around like, are we? Are we? Are we, are we gonna for Kramer? Yeah, we still yeah. like him? Yeah. We still got Kramer fever. Uh, Jerry throws him some gloves. He bought him some rubber gloves when he was at the store because Kramer is staining his floor and then buying the, some of that fake wood paneling so he can be surrounded by wood. Uh, yeah. And the, the most like 70s look. <laughs> and Kramer's doing it in 93. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I were just looking at houses uh, and. So many of those, like you go into the basement and that's what it is, like the that wood fake paneling wood paneling. in the basement. Yeah, that oh like, and it's God. like paper thin, you know. And and uh. you know, the, they they have those doors too that are kind of those seventies wood paneling doors too that are like made of that same oh, wood yeah. panel. And you're like, oh my gosh, and the claw, everything was that wood paneling. But Jeez. Kramer wants to live uh, surrounded by that. Uh, George <laughs> has rented Home Alone on VHS uh, because what else would you rent it on in '93? Exactly. And 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 Jerry points out that he hated. The, he's like, I thought you already saw that. He's like, no, I saw Home Alone 2. He's like, didn't you hate it? And he's like, yeah, maybe I was lost the whole time. I didn't know what was happening, which is and, just the dumbest thing. And George wants to watch it at Jerry's place, so he feels that he's doing something. Yeah, yeah. He's like, if I watch it in my place, I'm sitting at home and watching a movie. If I yeah. watch it here, I'm out. Yeah. I'm doing something. It reminds me of college when like, you'd go to your you know buddy's dorm or whatever, and you'd still just hang out and watch TV and play video games, but at least you weren't at your dorm. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally relatable. Um, and... And Kramer comes back in at this point. He's left to go start standing his floor. But the gloves are too thick. They don't have that fine touch. They're dish gloves. Mm -hmm. uh, Elaine comes in. Two more applause. Yeah. Now we're just applauding everybody who comes yeah. in the door. All right, I guess so. fine. 
Fine. Uh, and she, they were all going to go to the gym and play some racquetball, but she's got to go to the hospital and visit this guy, Roy, the artist, mm-hmm. a tr- the triangle guy, as George uh, Jerry calls him. And she has to visit him. So it's on the way to the gym. Fine. We'll go to the hospital. She wants Jerry to pretend yeah. that he is her boyfriend so that she doesn't seem like interested in Roy. She's just going because she, she wants to show like her sympathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they broke up because he was fat. Uh-huh. And so they show up at the hospital and Roy has lost... A considerable amount of yeah, weight. Yeah, we don't know like what he looked like beforehand, yeah. but I mean, it he, must have been something because he's already he's, he's still pretty. He's chubby. a big dude. Yeah, he's a he's big still dude. Chubby. And I, I think I think a lot of that comes from like the way he's sitting too. Like he's sitting in a hospital yeah. bed, like hunched up. Yeah, and yeah. he's just a big dude. Yeah, like just looking at him here, like his shoulders are super broad. He looks like a freaking lineman. He's burly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kramer is trying to find, goes off to try to find gloves to steal. He's like, oh, I can. <laughs> that's why he wanted to go to the hospital. So he's trying to find gloves to, ski, to steal. We get a weird cutaway to George watching Home Alone in the apartment here for some reason. I don't I, know why. Ma- maybe it was just like to show that they were playing the Home Alone music. Well, was this the Home Alone music? It didn't sound like it. It, it, it was sounded similar. like boing, bing, boing. Yeah, it was very, it, it was, was as similar. close as they could get, but it was, it sounded like Jerry when he was watching the cartoons <laughs> and trying not to masturbate in, in the contest over the wheels on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it sounded, <laughs> a little bit like that. I mean, it was like... But, there's no it, dialogue. No, I but mean, it also showed that uh, George is just enthralled by he it because he's shoveling popcorn yeah. into his face. <laughs> uh, and back at the hospital, Elaine won't stop remarking on Roy's weight to the point where it's getting uncomfortable yeah, for like, him. Roy is getting like... <laughs> Kind of put off by it. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was, I was pretty big. She's like, so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and w- he comes clean that he lost it after Elaine left. Yeah, he he, he was so devastated yeah. that she broke up with him that he couldn't eat for weeks. <laughs> and then this guy who's in a hospital bed, Elaine gives her trademark shove. Get out. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, he's uh-huh. taken aback by it for a second. Yeah, he's getting some sort of chest procedure done like something on there because we find out they're going to be using a, an abdominal extractor uh, so, yeah. so she hit his spleen i don't know where your spleen yeah. is I, I always i think it's under the rib cage i, I always think him. it's like it, it like near your stomach yeah i think that's correct okay yeah but she she still should not have been hitting a man no. like that no she could have ruptured a spleen with that <laughs> hit uh so jerry is yo-yoing in the background for some reason <laughs> and when he's not yo-yoing he's cock blocking elaine and he can or tell trying that, to anyway. Yeah, yeah, because he can tell now that the angle is over, you know, but uh-huh. he still wants to mess with he, Elaine because that's just fun. Playing. Yeah. yeah, so he's playing up the boyfriend angle uh, and talking, you know, she's like, oh, uh, we can go out to well, eat. And yeah, we, I want to take you out for a big meal once you're out of here yeah. because uh, she learns that he's out next Thursday. He already knows his discharge date, which yeah, is weird. I guess I, he has I'm, a procedure scheduled already. I guess, but like they already know like what the recovery time is going to be like. I, I've, I've never yeah. heard of that happening it's always like yeah we'll check you we'll check you out yeah and we'll, we'll see when you're good to go right like, right i don't know i figure in the days of insurance i thought they were like after this if you're getting a splenectomy you get two days and then that's it you know what i mean you think yeah i think i think they tell you like here's what we'll pay for you know mm, and especially okay. an artist what yeah. kind of insurance does that guy have yeah that's true if any if any what is he yeah, what's going on there? So maybe he was like, ah, oh, the procedure's on Thursday, and I'm going to leave on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> so I cannot be bro- broke. Um, He's already broke. He is. Uh, so doctor, the doctor comes in, and they're discussing the operation. Mm-hmm. Kramer, uh, you know, so he asks Roy yeah. if he has any questions. But Kramer comes over to him and inquires about uh, a 2020 story about 
intra-abdominal retractors. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was an expose on a certain brand that was causing problems. Um, and the doctor says that, you know, we're not we, using... We don't use yeah. that retractor. Yeah. And Kramer's like, well, you're going to use a retractor, <laughs> We right? have to. We, we have to. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Kramer knows everything about medicine. <laughs> Kramer, yeah. yeah. Makes it, well, Kramer pays attention to the alternative media. Oh, you that's know. true. Not that 2020 is the alternative media. Did you ever watch... Is 2020 still on? Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Wow. It, it's not like new episodes every like set amount of time but like once in a while there will be a new like 2020 oh, i think so i think you're right about that yeah they're like it's whenever that whenever cbs has it's, it's, it as exclusive or yeah. whatever they're like this is a 2020 exclusive mm-hmm. yeah inside the world of caitlin jenner or whatever i think it was a 2020 yeah. thing yeah did, uh, did we mention like uh, I, I think we actually skipped over the oh. line that uh elaine uh was wanting to take Roy out for the big meal, and Jerry's like, no, no, aren't we going to the Poconos, the Poconos next Poconos, Friday? Yeah. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, no, I, I think that's next week, honey. Yeah, I think it's this week, honey. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, just, just more of Jerry trying to cock block Elaine. Oh, yeah. uh, but the doctor's like, you know what, if you're interested, some of my students will be watching the procedure from the gallery. Would you like to come? Uh, and so Kramer is into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at Jerry's apartment, George is sobbing at the end of Home Alone. <laughs> And Jerry returns in the middle of that. He's like, are you crying at home alone? <laughs> yeah. The old man got to him, which is a sad part of that movie. At the at the very end when the, the son and the granddaughter come, yeah. like I'm I'm like choking up just describing it right now. Uh and, and, and Kevin's looking out the window at it and seeing it. Yeah, that, that's very moving. Um and I love that the old man's speech in the church too is great. When when Kevin and the old man are talking in the church. Oh, it's just beautiful. Um, and so uh, Jerry returns. Elaine wants Jerry to buy some of Roy's art to make him feel better. Mm-hmm. And George says, oh, it's like Clara, Clara Nightingale. Nightingale syndrome. Yeah. She, he gets sick. She falls in love with him. He's like, don't you mean Florence Nightingale? He's like, what I say? Clara? He's like, yeah, maybe you're thinking of Clara Barton. And George says, what did she do? And Jerry <laughs> says, I don't know. And then George, for some reason, says, Susan B. Anthony, I think I'd have a problem with. <laughs> What does that mean? I, I have a problem with. I don't know. Like they would disagree philosophically on some level. <laughs> I would have a problem with. I have no idea. Because Jerry goes, yeah, I think you would. I have no idea. I don't know what they meant by that. But Clara Barton, meanwhile, I do know, founded the Red Cross. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think. <laughs> I'm almost certain. Yeah, and Florence Nightingale was a famous nurse, but Clara Barton, I think, founded the Red Cross. Um, it will Corrections Department will take care of that next week if it's not true. George is telling Jerry that, because Jerry still doesn't know the name of right, this woman. Right, right, right. And Jerry's like, I don't need to ask her. I have ways of there finding ways. out. And so later that evening, what's-her-name is there. And by the way, is this Susan Walters? I'm guessing Do we know? So. I have it, no it's idea. It's the only other woman in this episode other than Elaine. That's true. That's true. It must be. Uh, so did, what's her name? Well, yeah. How did you write like her? Like how did you refer to her in your notes? <laughs> this says what's her name? What what's her name? She's, I think that's what George says or Jared. One of them says, oh, "What's her name's coming over tonight." <laughs> I I either wrote her or later on in like a, a, a couple of scenes from now, I literally just wrote a blank. Eh, blank. <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh, Jerry's trying to figure out her name. He's like, "Oh, kids, they make fun of your name. They're so ruthless when you're young, yeah. you know." Well, Jer- uh, Jerry, we, Jerry, Dingleberry, and, and sign smelled. Sign smelled. Uh, and she's like, oh, he's like, did that ever happen to you? And she's like, oh, of course. You know, when your name rhymes with a part of the female anatomy. Yeah. And then they hug, and Jerry is, like, looking at all of her body parts that he can see. Like, what, what is what, this? What, what, what could it possibly yeah. be? And, and I love this part where she goes, oh, Jerry. And he goes, oh, oh you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Uh, so in months later, George and Jerry have, have were entering in the middle of the scene where they've been going over 
parts of the female body and names that might rhyme with those. Mm-hmm. So we come in on breast. George goes, let's do breast. So you can tell they've already probably been through a, a, a rigmarole <laughs> yeah, of yeah. female and, body parts. And George comes up with like a good name, Celeste. Celeste is, well, yeah. Why would it not be Celeste? Right off the bat is great. Yeah. But then George throws out the other good like ideas he has. Yeah, yeah. Kest, rest, cest, hest. Because... You know, yeah, Hest. Hest is not a name. Jerry does say that. <laughs> He's Hest, Hest is not, is a, not name. a name. I think it'll come to Jerry when he hears it. So with the fact that he was, I think he goes Celeste, <laughs> and he's like, nah, you know. I, I but think that's he, the only actual name that anybody throws out that rhymes with something that could be on the female anatomy. It's true. It's true. Uh, because later on, let's see, we get a couple more. Um, but Jerry, so Jerry's like completely screwed now because he's like, we made out. Once you've made out with a woman, you can't ask her name. Yeah. And George throws out a couple more names. Yeah. He's like, Aretha. Aretha. Bovary. <laughs> Bovary. <laughs> Although you got to admit, Aretha is a name. It is. It's not the name of a skinny white woman like, like Jerry is dating. <laughs> I, it, I would be very shocked to learn that that was her name, but at least that one too was mm-hmm. a name. George tells Jerry to go through her purse when she's mm-hmm. in the bathroom and look for credit cards yeah. or something that might have her name on it. Uh, meanwhile, Kramer comes in. Uh, his date stood him up and he wants Jerry and George to go with him to the operation and first of all he asked a date to the operation which is hilarious yeah at this point George just screams out Mulva Mulva not Mulva (laughs) Jerry's like just let me finish my coffee then we'll go watch them slice the slice this fat bastard up one of the best lines (laughs) I mean just so funny and so hilariously (laughs) delivered too because he's like chewing and swallowing at the same time and he smirks in like just the best way at George (laughs) and I feel like they were all kind of caught off guard by his delivery of that I don't know if it was even I would wonder if it was in the script you know if he was like I don't let me finish go watch him slice this fat bastard up I don't think it was judging by his delivery yeah yeah Yeah. because Jerry breaks so easily the the man Jerry Seinfeld breaks so easily (laughs) that it sure seemed like it but I'm so glad they left it in it's just funny Um, so at the hospital they're in the operating theater Uh, Kramer not only had asked a date to the this type of theater the operating theater but he also brought snacks he's eating (laughs) junior mints uh, he asks if Jerry wants any. He doesn't. He's telling the doctors to move because yeah, he so can't he, see. Because he can't see, yeah. Which, Which, actually, I'm surprised that the doctors aren't on the other side. Yeah. Because the whole idea is to have the med students observe you and watch you. Yeah. How are they going to see anything? No, it makes no sense. You're right. Yeah, all of the med students are still there, completely clueless, just as Kramer is. Yeah. Yeah. No one has a good view while this doctor's standing there. But, yeah. So they fight over whether or not mm-hmm. Jerry's going to eat a junior man. Yeah. The it, junior man goes flying. Yeah, yeah. Jerry bats it away. He does, yeah. when, which is not a, a good <laughs> idea. N- know your surroundings. Yeah, he bats the junior mint out of Kramer's hand. Yeah, it goes flying. And did you catch the heartbeat effect? Like as the junior mint oh, is yeah, in the air, yeah. it's like beep, boom, boom. No, yeah. there's oh, actually oh. like a boom, 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 <laughs> boom, and then it just shows it. Yeah, there's a little falling. S- there's a splat. Yeah, and I thought like. Did this kill him? <laughs> I thought he was dead. I'm oh, like, because wow. the heartbeat stopped. Yeah, the heartbeat stopped, but then you hear like the heartbeat monitor. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what was the point of the heartbeat effect then? <laughs> just to create tension. I guess, but like, it, it, it was like you could just, have yeah. other like like tense <laughs> music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because it was if, like if you hear a heartbeat and then you don't hear a heartbeat, yeah, you kind of assume oh the reason that person's heart that was beating is not beating anymore. right, right, right. <laughs> well, that, we, uh, just talk about the suspense. You thought he was dead, and then boom, he wasn't. What an, what I, an amazing catharsis that I, probably was for you—a dramatic catharsis. <laughs> the mint just drops in the body, and no one, no one notices. No one yeah. sees it. The, everyone kind of looks around like. Did something just happen? No, I guess not. Okay. Yeah, and Kramer, the only thing Kramer can mutter is just a, guh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Jerry kind of mouthed, did that go 
in the body. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so back ba- at the apartment. Back from commercial, yep. Yeah, George asks, how could people, how could they not notice? And Jerry delivers, uh, I love, there's so many great written lines on this. It's a little mint. It's a junior <laughs> mint. Uh, Kramer comes in and he he, he wants... didn't he, he didn't believe that Jerry yeah. didn't want the mint. Who turns down a junior mint? It's chocolate. It's peppermint. It's delicious. It's delicious. And Jerry goes, "That's that is true. <laughs> it's very refreshing." Uh, so they both. Jerry says we uh, we can't tell Elaine. Everyone says we can't tell Elaine. Elaine comes up and she goes, "Prognosis negative." Oh, a great God. reference to the movie yeah. they all wanted to see. Uh, and the doctors are baffled why he's all of a sudden taking a turn for the worse after the procedure. And George, meanwhile, is thinking, if the guy dies, that art could be worth something. <laughs> this seems to be the payoff that George is looking for with that 1900 bucks. So Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, he puts to, he's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Put me down for $1,900 worth of that art. <laughs> and uh, Jerry's grabbing Kramer, and he's like, we got to confess. We're like, what are Leopold, Leopold and Loeb? No, yeah, again, Any a idea? reference. Nope. A reference I should know, but I don't. We'll right. put it down for next week. All right, we'll look it up. Leopold and Loeb. I don't think they were murderers. If I'm, if I'm, my memory serves. I think they were spies. Okay, but the, anyway, I don't think they ever killed anybody. But uh, later in the apartment, Jerry's getting a massage, and it's kind of funny. Um, the, the what's her name says, "Oh, you know, you're kind of tense." You know, uh, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah uh, something on your mind." He's like, "Oh, just a little light homicide." <laughs> um, As she's just like rubbing his shoulders, he's just like. Mulva. Yeah, it says something like that's. Oh, that's. Oh, that's terrific. Mulva. <laughs> <laughs> it catches her off guard. She doesn't think anything about it for like a second. And she's yeah. like, did, "What did you say?" Yeah. It's like, "Oh, uh, Mulva. My, my aunt Mulva. She's also a masseuse." Yeah. Uh, so she, uh, uh, what's her name, goes into the bathroom. Jerry goes for her purse immediately, but she catches him. Comes uh, out of yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, she pops right back away. out. She, yeah. She's got something in her purse that she needs, probably. Yeah. And he says, uh, you know, I was looking for gum. And she's like, oh, I have junior mints. He goes, no. And he throws the purse back at her. Um, and, me, and Kramer comes in and asks if he's heard anything about Roy. But he hasn't. But he's like, you know, get in here. I, I'll I introduce I you. I don't know yeah. the name of this woman in my bathroom. Introduce yourself. Yeah. It'll and, force her to say her name. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hi, I'm Kramer. Oh, nice to meet you, Kramer. Yeah. That's it. And then he just leaves. Yeah. Uh, and really kind of Kramer botches it. I feel like he didn't let it sit for a while. If anybody's going to ask something uncomfortable, Kramer can go, what's your name? Yeah. You know, you didn't tell me your name. He's he's already said very uncomfortable things to people oh, yeah. that you shouldn't shouldn't say to people in, in the, All the time. series. Almost yeah. every episode. Yeah. Uh, so George comes in and says, Hi, I'm George. And she says, Oh, nice to meet you, George. And, and then George's like, I gave it a shot. <laughs> uh, Jerry calls the hospital to confess. It's gotten mm-hmm. it's the the guilt has gotten to him and he calls the hospital and confess, but uh, when he calls and starts talking to the doctor, it turns out Roy's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, like as Jerry's on the phone before he's like talking to the doctor, George is like, "Who are you to play God, mm. Jerry?" Yeah. Well, don't oh, confess. Just... Don't let them know like what happened during <laughs> that. Don't let them know that anything could be wrong that they could fix because the man is dying and George's art is going to pay off. His investment's yeah. going to pay off. And the second Jerry learns that he's going to be okay, yeah. Jer- George is like. Nineteen hundred dollars down the drain. <laughs> I love, where's the luck? Yeah. I love, I love that from George. Where's the luck? It's always this guy's not dying. Where's the luck? <laughs> so at the hospital, uh, George it turns out Roy says George buying the art is what inspired him to get better. The doctor comes in and says, you know, I don't want to uh, discount the emotional impact that you know that getting better has, but something happened during that procedure that staved off that so, infection something beyond science something <laughs> f- 
from above. Hilarious, because it was. <laughs> it, it was it was a good line. <laughs> yeah, and Elaine is now turned off by Roy, who is scarfing spaghetti now that he's better. Oh my god! Yeah, in he's a very stuffing George, his face, a very George-like way. Yeah, yeah and he's like. So where are we going? Where, where are we going for our big dinner on Friday? Yeah, and so <laughs> Elaine now wants to get back into her fake relationship with Jerry, but Jerry, knowing the angle, oh yeah, will not let her. Like <laughs> he's he's making her suffer. Yeah, yeah she's messing like, with her. Again. Actually, honey, weren't we going to the Poconos this week? Like, no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think no, so. Not I. I noticed not saying. Oh no, that's next week. Just saying. Yeah. No, no, no. So. <laughs> um, back at Jerry's apartment. Uh, what's her name is there? She went to see a play that I guess she knows someone who is producing it or directing it yeah, or whatever. And, and Olivia Dukakis. Olivia. Was in it? Olympia. Olympia. Olympia Dukakis. Why did I write was in Olivia it? Dukakis? I don't know. I don't uh, know. That's a name you don't forget, though. That's what Jerry says to her the first time she says, We might get to meet Olympia Dukakis. And he okay. Goes, There's a name you don't forget. <laughs> uh, and she autographed the playbill. So Jerry. Goes, Apparently, Olympia it. Dukakis was a name that I did forget. <laughs> yeah. um, Jerry wants to see it, and because you know, he's like, she signed it to you. Can I look at it oh, right yeah. now? I just love, and yeah, so as, she's as, like, as they embrace, she's like, I think I'm falling for you, Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> and he's like, I think I'm falling for you, Joseph Puglia. Puglia. <laughs> Joseph Puglia. Puglia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I had her sign it to my uncle, and, and, and just, he's like, you don't know my name, do you? Just very coy, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Like, you don't know my name, do you? <laughs> yeah. He's like. Of of course I do. It rhymes with the female anatomy. But what is it? Yeah, uh, Mulva. He says Mulva again. I think it would have been better if he used Bovary so, or, or, or Celeste. Aretha or Celeste. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I like the nonsense name, so I think Bovary would have been great. Cause Bovary, because she's leaving, and he says Gipple. He and says Loliola. L- yeah, Loliola. Loliola. That's a stretch. So she's gone, mm-hmm. but he runs over to the window, and, and all of a sudden, the flash comes to him. He's like, oh. Dolores! And yells it out the Which, window. What does Dolores rhyme with? I always thought that it rhymed with clitoris. Dolores clitoris. Oh. Yeah. I was lost for a long time, too. But that's, okay. the, that's the closest thing I can land on. Wow, that's very telling about uh, me, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great if you were like, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> what part of a female body is that? What, what is that? Where's that? <laughs> Where's that on a woman's body? Tell me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's like, uh, do you remember... Um, Oh God! The, the 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 best like self own on Twitter. Uh, someone's like, <laughs> I I someone tweeted. I can't even remember who it was. It was like I've never been with a woman who has like enjoyed sex. Oh my God! And <laughs> I, I I gotta look this up. Oh. I gotta look this up now. I, was it Kid Rock? <laughs> oh God! If only. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been with a woman that enjoyed. Like, why would you type that out and maybe read it again and yeah, not really? realize what you're writing? Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, it's unavailable. No, they no. deleted the tweet. Why would you oh. do that? You were famous. Uh, oh, wait, no. Someone had a picture of it. Okay. It was Brad Anderson uh, <laughs> replying <laughs> re- replying to something to at Femme Feminist. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and he said... I get the point you're trying to make, but I have yet to meet a hetero woman who enthusiastically participates in sex. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I can understand man. how he wrote that and thought that that was okay. Like, yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make. But like, <laughs> He wrote that, read it back, yeah. and tweeted it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it is, it's not a direct rhyme. I mean, for, for kids in school to put that together, Dolores... 
Clitoris. Yeah, I guess so. And you also have to pronounce it clitoris and not clitoris. Yeah. Which is, pro- you know, maybe maybe in New York they stretch it out like, stretch it out. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no. Dad! You're the God. one who said it! You're uh, the one who said it! <laughs> um... So yeah, so that's where, but I, I believe that's what it is. Is that is that where we're landing on it? I <laughs> is that so. where we're landing I on think it? So. Let's move on. Yeah, um, <laughs> one last stand-up bit. Yeah. Whew, oh, by the right. way, I, well, before we get to the stand-up bit, how fast did she get downstairs? I'm starting to notice that very quickly. Yeah, I'm starting to very notice quickly. that he has like a slide. Oh, that yeah. goes down or, or all like the way. a fireman, a fireman's pole. Yeah, yeah. You come up the steps. That takes a little bit, of, but even that sometimes is very quick. Oh yeah, Elaine gets up the stairs very quickly. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a it's a portal. Yeah, there's a portal like on the in the lobby right to Jerry's hallway. Yeah, and then there's a fireman pull back down because she's gone for three seconds before she's out of the building where mm-hmm. he can yell at her on the street. Yeah, also, from the sixth floor where you would oh, imagine. Yeah. Also, before uh, we get to the stand-up bit, uh, Superman magnet on the fridge. Uh, I totally missed it again. That, yep. that probably contributes to like 90% of the super... There's the, that one fridge magnet. Oh, it's I'm like, sure. There it is. Yeah. I, I'm starting to get the idea that uh, if there is no direct reference to Superman in the script, yeah. then they're like, okay, yeah, we'll just put the magnet right. on the or, fridge. Or the magnet's just up there all the time and it doesn't change. He's, I don't think it is, though. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. think it is, though. Because he does have that weird... Uh, newspaper headline up there taped that says like think thinking differently or yeah, something like weird. that it, it makes it's just like falderall just background you're not supposed to notice it but because they've sort of remastered these and blown them up it's like you can see stuff in the background yeah. that you weren't supposed to notice in 93 yeah uh the last stand-up bit is about how between the ages of zero and ten all you care about is y- candy your main goal yeah. is getting candy getting candy <laughs> school family friends these are all just obstacles getting in the way of uh, more candy of more candy uh yeah and this is another great seinfeld bit that we don't really get to enjoy because the best parts of it are kind of chopped off his yeah. bit about halloween is so absolutely hilarious and funny it's like when you first learn about halloween he's like wait uh, uh, the people are our neighbors are giving out free candy <laughs> what do i have to do to get it i'll do anything yeah i have to dress up as one of my favorite television characters <laughs> that's all i have to do to get free candy that's like, great yeah. I, uh, I actually really like that. yeah it's, it's so funny but we don't you know we don't get it in this little yeah. short segment here but he does say a seven-year-old can tell the difference between a red m&m and a brown m&m which like, i find odd he's like yeah a, a red m&m is more like a main course m&m oh th- this brown m&m mm. it, it's it's a different taste it's more for after dinner yeah yeah <laughs> I guess I, I never knew that I don't to know, be. I just ate M and M's. I know I never my, made that although observation. Although my favorite were the brown ones. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because I felt like they were like there was more chocolate. Yeah, in I them. understand. Yeah, but there wasn't. No, nope. no. <laughs> but I get it. You're like the brown one is chocolate flavored chocolate. These other ones are like red dye flavored chocolate yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, no. These ones are going to be like <laughs> cherry or blueberry. It was, it was just chocolate. Yeah, all chocolate. Yeah. Man, I haven't had like just. M&M's in a while. It's tough. I, like, I could go for an M&M. I like, like to, a bag of M&M's. I need to be in the mood to eat straight up chocolate. Yeah. I never got a Hershey's bar. Which, I never got M&M's. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's just, it's just, I can have, a, I can have like literally five or six and yeah. I'm good for it, a year. You know what's good? I don't know if I told you about this or if I told uh, the down voter, Aaron Mook, about this, uh, but hazelnut spread M&M's. Oh, yes. The, the Nutella M&M's, yeah. they're amazing. I ate one of like, the, so I ate, like the 7.5 pound bag of those in like one sitting, <laughs> oh, basically. Yeah, yeah oh, that yeah. was, those are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> And I liked the jalapeno ones, too. Those, those I've were never good. had the jalapeno yeah. ones. Well, they're gone now. They were doing like a flavor contest. They got absolutely no press. Oh, God, And yeah. I think the English toffee one won. Oh, yeah, I think it did. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you don't have to worry about your hazelnut ones because those weren't part of the flavor thing. Those Thank are just God. Here. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. That's like a, that's a staple now. Every yeah. time we go grocery shopping. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's 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 still second to the peanut butter M and M's to me, but they're good. I don't think I've they're ever good. had the peanut butter M and M's. Actually, nothing beats that. Maybe I'll but get again, those next time. I just can't do straight up chocolate. You know, yeah. I need something else in there. Even you need like a buffer. Like, yeah. You even need some peanut butter. Or you like, need like some crisp yeah. rice or yeah, something. Yeah. 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 That's all for this episode, right? We're going to look up Leopold and Loeb. Yeah, and I think that was the only homework we had, right? Yeah, there was something mentioned. What oh, else? Clara Barton. Just double check Clara Barton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to just do like a, a fun search of women's names that rhyme with female body parts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? If, we'll if, see if we can come up with the best. Yeah. <laughs> think of something better than yeah. Malva or yeah. Gipple. Right. <laughs> Uh, or, or, or Bovary. Loliola. Loliola. All right. Uh, Which, by the way, I would have <laughs> stayed away from words like nipple and areola because men have them too. I would have yeah. focused on only female body parts. Bovary. Bovary was like Bovary is a great example. I would have even went away from Aretha because we all have Arethras. Yeah, her, or her name is Jill Lopian Tube. Yeah, Jill Lopian Tube. <laughs> I love it. That's a perfect one. All right, did we want to come up with a better description? I think we can. All right, we had visitors Kramer and Jerry think they killed a surgery patient. Guest Susan Walters. Hmm. Actually, I, I, I honestly don't hate it. Yeah, I I think it's okay. Yeah, I think that, like, because the guy doesn't die, I think that leads you to believe that, but they think they are in the process of killing him yeah. in the show, so I, they're I like, we killed okay. him. Yeah, I think this is okay, because anything we add to this is just going to be, like, expanding the plot of the show, yeah, you yeah. know? No, it's fine. And, oh, we want to find out who Susan Walters is. <laughs> it's got to be What's-Her-Name. We know it's What's-Her-Name, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, let's look up, uh, <laughs> let's look up Susan Walters. Uh, but anyway, next week, we got Season 4, Episode 20, The Smelly Car. Oh, yeah. Original air date, April 15th, 1993, almost one month after this episode. Jeez, what's going on? I don't know. Wow. I, I mean, we, we went Was it three the weeks. Olympics or something? No, 93 wasn't the Olympics. No. No I, idea. I don't know what was going on, especially <laughs> yeah. in, like, March and April. Yeah. I don't know. Because, uh, yeah, we went three weeks between last episode and this one, and now almost a month between this episode and the next one. Uh, but like I said, April 15th, 1993, if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see a valet's owner permeates Jerry's car. Guests Nick Bouquet and Taylor Negron. Oh, Taylor Negron is famous. A very oh, really? famous character okay. actor. Yeah, you should recognize him. But was he famous going into oh, the yeah. show? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like back in the 80s, he was in <laughs> okay. a ton of good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, Susan Walters... Uh, was on. Oh, Seinfeld. you want to you want to look her up? I now. just went ahead okay. and did it. Yeah, real. Yeah, uh, for her appearance as Mulva, real name Dolores on the NBC sitcom Seinfeld. So yeah, that's her, Susan Walters. Good to know. <laughs> but uh, we did get a couple of um, tweets this week. Oh, we did. Uh, okay. Yeah, mainly from Mr. Snowman. Oh yeah. Um, and he said. Uh, without knowing what he looks like, this is how I picture Tim Murphy, the dude from Dick's class in Third Rock from the Sun. Did you ever watch Third Rock? I never did. No. Do, do you think my voice could come out of whoops, come out of that guy's body? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think I could <laughs> yeah. see it. Maybe without the long hair, it is me. That's the only thing this guy well, has. Yeah, actually, if you <laughs> you like put your thumbs over, yeah. over like his oh, oh as, yeah, as I like, headbutt the yeah. microphone. Yeah, like look at. Your, yeah, it's kind of no. your face. Yeah, and, you, and the glasses too. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I got the glasses, and I, you know, <laughs> I, I was never a big flannel fan, but I think you pretty much nailed it without the long hair. So <laughs> good on you, Mister Snowman. And he said one thing about the old man's records that always struck me going back a couple episodes was uh, as anachronistic was his copy of a twelve-inch single from the Cold Chillin' record label 
uh, similar to this one. So he uh, the, he spotted oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you know record labels and like one-offs and twelve-inch singles and stuff, hmm. this would be something that would be used by like a DJ in the Bronx who was inventing <laughs> rap in nineteen. Definitely not something an old man. would Definitely have. not something. Yeah. Like this, for example, uh, Biz Marquis apparently was on the Cold Chillin' record label. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, that is a uh, that is a great catch. I love it because I was trying to get a look at all all of those dudes. The, the record labels, labels the yeah. labels. Uh, so, but and that's basically it. That's all we got. The only thing I did tweet this week that we don't have to dwell on is that I did get a picture of the sign locally, and they are still all over the place that say "Break Retarders Prohibited" to show that it is a word. Where that was is that still at? In, Where was that? It's at? on Thirty Eighth Street, Thirty Eighth and. Really? Oh man, okay. Something near Asbury, yeah, Thirty Eighth and Asbury. All right. So yeah, all these local references are. Yeah, I know. Like uh, just great content for for so, the, the listeners that we have in like Norway. There you or, go. Next or, two miles. Oh, all right. Or yeah. uh, John Mara in Sweden. Shout out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Send us some local refs. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm sure John is uh, definitely going to visit 38th and Asbury in Erie, Pennsylvania, just to see a sign. That just uses to see a, a sign word that has become socially <laughs> troublesome in the last few years. <laughs> Uh, or the last decade or so, let's say. All right. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. All right. For No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. <laughs> I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. 